I'll, I'll tell the story of how I came across you. So, you know, a lot of people, by the way, Omar, like he was being very humble. Like his videos are all about, um, you know, just teaching people literally the basics and how to get started creating content. And it was like cameras, you know, hooks, intros, thumbnails, titles, all these things you would need. Like he just puts out free content on all of it. And so um, what happened was, what had happened was <laughs> I was, uh, you know, deciding to do content back in 2020 during the pandemic. And I'm like, all right, I don't even know where to begin. So I went on YouTube and I searched, I don't even know what I searched. I was like, what camera to buy? Because I was like, that's obviously the first thing I need to do is yeah. buy a camera. And so Think Media came up and then I just started watching it. And then, you know, you had some videos, Sean had some videos, and somehow one of you said something about Vegas. And I was like, oh, these guys are in Vegas. Then you guys started talking about faith. And I was like, man, they're talking about faith in a camera video? Like, this is cool. I was like, I wonder what church they go to out here. So anyways, I applied on your guys' website and I was like, all right, I don't even know what they sell, but just sell me something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I want what you guys are doing. I just don't know where to start. And then, um, you know, long story short, uh, the sales process, I think, needs to get better. So, because <laughs> I didn't get sold and I was like ready and willing to spend yeah. a lot of money. But uh, we ended up connecting anyways, like a few months later. And uh, you came by the office and helped me uh, just get some setups done because I was struggling with like our audio and all this other stuff. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. We've done a lot of things in the last few years. You know what's funny about that underlying in that within that story is about two months before you hit me up, Matt hit me up. Yeah. Traeger. Yep. And he needed help with some stuff. I was like, dude, you're not too literally I grew actually grew up down the street from your offices, which is yeah, kind of funny. But yeah, I came down and he was like, Hey, have you seen my uh my uh colleague's stuff? You know, he's actually just started posting out YouTube videos and that was when you did like the California Yeah, everybody's leaving. Um and so I, I, I knew of you, and then mm-hmm. a couple months later, when you got C-19, you hit me with the voice memo on a Sunday. When I got C-19? COVID-19. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, and there was a voice memo, because that was when you were like, I, I want to start a podcast. So you had two moments where you feel like you felt like so- something shifted when you were at home just thinking. Yeah. The first, thing, the first time it happened in the spring, and that was like, I need to start creating. And then this next time, it was like, I in need December. to start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, December. Yep. Yeah. That was when I was like, all right, this social media thing's for sure. Good. Like I had achieved a lot in the six months. So cool to see all that has happened, man. Like, yeah, look at God, but also commend you, you know, like just locking in and being so convicted that this is something that you felt like you had to do and you stuck with it and went through all the, whatever the hiccups. I remember you told me you wanted to do a Netflix documentary. And so you invested in the camera stuff. Like, Dude, I, where's our FX8? <laughs> it doesn't even get used. Yeah. I spent like, how much did I spend on this camera? Like it was probably like an 18, $15,000 fi- camera. Yeah. Dude, 15 grand. It's been used. Like it has dust on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just waiting. It's like one day we're going to have a documentary. So yeah, yeah you know, we were actually talking about this uh, before the show, but you were like, hey, the thing that I admire about you is you just literally don't care. You just will try anything. And I was like, I I mean, yeah, but I've never thought of it that way. I've just always been like, let's test, let's test mm-hmm. and see what works. And I don't know, you said it better than I did. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's two types of people in business and there's the type of person that wants it all figured out uh, before they move. And then there's the person that says, let's figure it out as we move. Mm-hmm. And I am a perfectionist. You know, I'm a creative. I like, I want things to look good before anybody sees it. 
and it's prevented me to even do things that were even in my heart because I want it to look and sound and be great. And then seeing somebody you just plowing through and like <laughs> figuring it out. And you you actually get access as being somebody who says, let's step out and then figure it out, uh, step out and find out. You get access to the mistakes even quicker because I'm not exempt from the mistakes to be made. You're still going to make them. I'm still going to make them. And yeah. so uh, it just it it benefits one who who cares less about. I think there's a level of you don't care much about what people think because you know what you're doing and what it's for and the overall good of it. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of selfish nature that I still have in regards to wanting things to be so perfect. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, so in, in that, like watching you move is inspiring because of that. Mm. You know? I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you credit for something you said that was just uh, a good phrase. You said, um, step out to figure it out. Is that what you said? Yeah. Step out to figure out. Pastor Jensen Franklin would say it step out then find out step out to find out yeah i like that so it's not your saying no okay and i would even say it's not his because in the bible you know he, jesus asked peter to walk on water peter didn't know that the water is going to hold him up yeah you know i was actually using this analogy the other day um and i don't want to compare myself to peter but it was like you know you have people in the bible who are the people that you were just talking about, like perfectionists and, and all these things, right? You have Doubting Thomas. You have these guys who are like, show me a sign, then yeah. I'll, I'll do it, right? And so people, they, that's like how they live their life, whether they're, um, you know, believers or not. They're like, oh, well, once like everything lines up perfectly, the stars align and like I get some just divine intervention, then I will do the thing. Yeah. And then there are people like Peter, for those who don't know in the story, like, this dude did not think. <laughs> he yeah. was just like, all right, let's go do it. Right. I'm going to cut this dude's ear off. I'm mm. going to walk on water and just, you know, sink. I'm going to run to all this stuff. And he just does it. And then he, like, figures out what happens later. And and by result, Peter ended up failing a lot. Like, he 100. looked like an idiot yep. a lot. But, but the church was built on Peter. Yeah. and But he ended up being the leader of everyone because mm-hmm. somebody had to be bold right. and take those mistakes. Yeah. And the funny thing is if you operate like that, if if all you're doing is looking for your next sign, then you'll realize that it'll never be enough. Right. And I think this in the context of like a lot of people who come to me and ask my advice for marriage, like, when do I know I'm supposed to marry this person? Well, it's like, I don't know if you'll ever fully know. Yeah. You know, it's just if you can know enough, <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, but the thing is, is even in, 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 in professionalism in your career, we, we have this idea of what, you know, accolade or, you know, arrival looks like. And we just find out that you actually never arrive. Yeah. There's always more to it. Like, yeah. Once you hit that financial number, that was your goal. It's like, what's the next goal, you know? Yeah. And so no, nobody who hits goals is like ever satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's just this thing of like, the goal is to complete the goal and get a new goal. <laughs> yeah. That's how goal setting works. There's no like, I hit the goal. Now goals are no longer a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would say it like this, that a lot of the times the goal isn't the goal, but reaching is the goal. Yeah. The Re- journey. Yeah. Not reaching the goal. Yeah. There's a million ways you could say that it's all about the journey and not the destination. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how many yeah. more sayings do you have? I think I just got them locked up. I've read enough books. <laughs> <laughs> I have no sayings. Like I need to really start uh, trademarking sayings so we can have them. Do we all need, you need your isms. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, yeah. one of the only ones I have is that um, purpose has to be greater than the cost. So mm. like purpose, greater sign, cost. And it's like the, the, the whole thing of that is like, 
there's a cost to doing anything, right? You want to build wealth. There's a cost. You want to be a great dad. There's a cost, great mm-hmm. husband, you know, believer, build your career. There's always a cost to it. And at the end of the day, you got to understand what that cost actually is. Most people don't, they don't understand the cost. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, count the cost. Right. And he wasn't saying that like, like he tried to prep everyone like, Hey, this is the cost. The world's going to hate you. You're going right. to go through all these things, but it's worth it. Yep. The purpose is worth it. And so what I tell people is when they're like, Hey, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want to have 20 properties. I'm like, why? And it's not to be like antagonizing them. It's just like, why? Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell me a good reason why, I know you will not achieve it yep. because there's no driving factor that will push you through all of the failure, all of the hard times. So good. All of the things. So yeah, one I have the, one. One of the promises that <laughs> we don't love from Jesus is that you will face, tr- you you will have trouble in this world. And uh, that's a promise. Yeah. You want to hold on to a promise, hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. But knowing that it, it, it does set you up to be less disappointed for when those times come or when those costs need to be paid. You know what? Like one of the problems is that people in general try to avoid pain, right? Mm. So we try to avoid pain in business in life. And, you know, we don't want to have difficult conversations with people, whether it's our spouse or coworkers or employees. Like we just want to avoid confrontation and pain. And at no point, right? Has the Bible said, yeah, that's the thing to do. Like, yeah, this is a pain-free world. You know, there's never going to be strife. And, you know, for me, I just know like pain means progress. We can make that a saying too. Yes. That's really good. Yeah. It's got alliteration on there. I just made that up. That's the first time I ever said that, but it truly does. Like you work out, it's painful. Mm -hmm. That's how you get progress. You practice, it's draining. It's how you make progress, you know? Like having difficult relation or um, conversations with people leads to big progress. Right. <laughs> like when you ignore like issues, that's nothing's happening. Yeah. No, a lot of the times resistance is the sign to just keep moving forward, which the natural thing to do is wanting to stop and quit. Yeah. But, you know, being sore after a workout, it tells me that it's, it worked. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just a, yeah, a way to think as you approach, you know, many things in life is pain is progress. 